Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's very in- important to me as a white man to make sure that the show reflects the diversity of our nation. And I'm always telling my team, and they know this, and my team is incredibly diverse, but um, that I don't want any all-white men panels ever. Families marching four by four, hurrah, hurrah. Trans members of this family all love each other so proudly, and they all go marching in the big parade. And yes, I think a lot of people have egg on their face. This was an idea uh, that was first put forward by Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, Donald Trump. And look, some things may be true even if Donald Trump said them. And you know, Trump was was blaming the Chinese from the beginning because he was using them as scapegoats. If it happens to be true that it comes from Wuhan, well, that was just a lucky break on his part because he took a guess. He was guessing. Trump gets no credit, no. Just because he was saying last year that it was the Chinese who were doing it, he gets no credit because he was guessing. God forbid anybody give the guy an inch in any <laughs> circumstance whatsoever. He just guessed that because he was racist. Pure coincidence exactly. that it turned out to be true. Exactly. And it's so funny because that's what the media is trying to do right now. They're trying to find a way to wrap their heads around the idea that not only was Trump right, and not out of bounds for for speculating. Mm-hmm. In Pompeo, the same thing goes for him. But they're trying to wrap their heads around how the media was... Fox News, really, and some talk radio and some podcasts were right as well to mm-hmm. suspect the Chinese government of screwing this thing up. This is, listen to this. Listen to the, you, you heard Joy Behar. Yeah, Trump said it, but he doesn't get the credit. Mm-hmm. Some Some people are saying that... It's because Trump is such a liar that nobody took him seriously, and he's such a jerk, so it's there. It's still his fault. 
Right. It's your fault we didn't take it seriously because when you said to take it seriously, we just assumed you were racist, which obviously would because you're a huge racist. So maybe if somebody more credible had said it, we would have believed them. But because you said it and we know you're racist, that means we definitely wouldn't have believed you. So still your fault. Yes, we weren't. We hated you so much that anything you said, anything you did whatsoever, Mm -hmm. if it's the way you ate a candy cane, we're (laughs) going to run Chiron saying that you were signaling to white supremacists and that you were a a, an absolute monster and to to dispel anything you did as pure symbols and in demonstrations of hate at every turn. That's all it was. Maybe we would have closed the border and been for masks sooner if Trump hadn't been for that because that obviously we couldn't be for the thing he was for. That was, uh, it, what was it? It was... Um when he closed the border, it xenophobic? was xen- xenophobic, right? Yes. It was xenophobic to close the border. And so then, you know, we would have been for that if we hadn't been too busy calling it xenophobic when he did it. So therefore. Yes. Even when we had, even when we had information coming in from the vaunted WHO, which was smarter than Trump, even from Dr. Fauci at one point, mm-hmm. even when we had information telling us that this was spreading from person to person. Even when that, if it wasn't a known fact at the moment, that moment, it was certainly becoming known that for some reason everybody in Wuhan had had to be welded welded in front into their houses, yeah. and you know kept on their house. We knew there was a virus spreading. The well, media knew the like- virus was spreading, but even though they knew that, mm-hmm. because Trump said blame the Chinese on the virus, we still encouraged people to get in movie theaters, go into Chinatown, sit side by side, go into crowded events, mm-hmm. because we knew it, it. We didn't care about the science. It was so important to to be activisty against Trump because he's mm-hmm. a mean jerk, bully jerk, mean that it. Screw the science at that point. No. Right. The, the, the priority at that point was to push back against the mean jerk. And that was elected politicians. And that was mm-hmm. their media right there telling them. Yeah. And this was really, I mean, it's coming out now. Not only were multiple Wuhan Institute of Virology workers sick in November, but, um, you know, some sources are saying that they're was actually a potential case as early as September of that year. And some of the things that I've read have indicated that when you look at satellite data, so you look at like how many cars are parked at hospitals in Wuhan in late in the fall of 2019, you can see a shift in patterns around October of 2019, showing Mm. that more people were showing up in hospitals at that time. So they knew something was going on very, very, very much earlier than their publicly declared first case, which was in December of that year. And they were still saying as late as mid-January that they had no evidence of human-to-human transmission, which was obviously false since they were you know, like you said, actively welding people into apartment buildings so they couldn't leave and putting armed guards in the middle of roads so people couldn't travel out of the region. I mean, they knew what this was and the WHO ran cover for them while they lied. And when Trump said to close the border at the end of January, just walking back through the timeline, it got called xenophobic by the Democrats, who then had an entire presidential debate where they didn't talk about this at all and called him a racist for even Mm -hmm. saying it. And I mean, I remember thinking at the time of that presidential debate, they didn't get one question on the virus. Right. And I remember thinking, this is such an oversight. This is going to be the biggest issue 
for everybody very soon if there is anything to this because already at that time we had like cruise ships shut down and stuff but they were just still like just go out get your flu shot the flu is a bigger risk make sure you patronize Chinese restaurants I go and look through like liberal people I know their posts from around that time and it's all like this isn't a real risk don't believe the racist lies go patronize an Asian owned business for Chinese New Year and da 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 mm-hmm. like, I mean in fantasy land and at this time I mean like Silicon Valley groups had already canceled conferences and stuff because they knew it was going to be serious. But it's just weird how this stuff happens, how it's like fringe, 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 fringe. And then all of a sudden it becomes mainstream. And this was like a right wing fringe thing for a long time. People acted like the people saying it were totally out of their minds. Oh, wacko. And I've said this before on this show, but I know we have newer listeners since then, too. Tucker Carlson is the one who privately went to Mar-a-Lago and met secretly with Trump to convince him to take the virus seriously and close the borders. And doesn't that just tell you, elected officials mm-hmm. and the guardians of uh, of the truth and speech, right. uh, the media, the reason they weren't concerned with this historically huge humanitarian threat right. was... They were convinced beyond, um, you know, any doubt that the biggest humanitarian threat was Donald Trump. Right. And they weren't willing to hear anything else. He was, this was a state of emergency since 2016, since Mm -hmm. November of 2016, and the alarm kept sounding, and they still were reacting to this this horrific thing that had happened and was sitting in the White House. And so anything else has to be pushed aside. No, no, unless it can be used to beat on him, it's not useful Mm -hmm. to them. They they were not concerned. Right, which is why I absolutely don't believe the line that we heard around election time when there was the big reveal that Trump said that he knew it was serious and he, quote, like, didn't tell us or something. He knew that it was really serious, but he just wanted to, he didn't want to alarm people. Well, guess what? If he had taken it more seriously and gone out there and been more alarmist about it and told people this is a real really serious threat go out and stock up on toilet paper Mm -hmm. if he had gone out there and said that two weeks earlier what do you think those people would have done they would still be anti-max maskers Mm anti-vaxxers wouldn't believe the virus was real if trump had from the beginning uh been more alarmist about the virus they would have been on the opposite side of the issue it was in england i think right so it just it was purely they only see it through the lens of their epic battle with trump and they see mm-hmm. it only through that worldview, and they're too busy playing make-believe in their pretend world where Trump is the ultimate evil to take a step back and see what actual issues are happening in the actual world, which are a lot more nuanced than Trump bad, Trump good, whatever. You know, they, But they don't want to have that battle because it's much easier to raise money on orange man bad and having a you know, balloon that looks like Trump in the diaper and whatever, like that's, and being these resistance people on Twitter who, you know, dunk on Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever. What there's, it, there's more money right. in that for them than in, you know, taking a serious foreign policy stance toward China, which China, by the way, it's not like it's some huge vindication of China if it was not their um, shoddy practices and questionable research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and instead it was just unsanitary conditions at uh, the wet market where they're slaughtering animals in inhumane and gross conditions. That's not exactly like some big 
Like, oh, phew, nothing they could have done then. Good for China. They're a perfectly fine and normal country. All good. I mean, we know that they covered this up and screwed the world over with their, you know, frankly, evil approach to trying to, you know, cover up the fact that this was even happening. But either way, whether it was the Wuhan Institute of Virology or it was a wet market, both of those are, you know, black marks on China's record. They're both not good. The only way it's not is if it's like a totally random happenstance that this virus just happened to cross over and, in the Wuhan area. And we had known this stuff about the Chinese obfuscating and screwing with the, with the WHO last year. I had right. editorialized about it. Jim Garrity was on this from day one. This was all public information. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to look far. But you were, if, if you dared bring this stuff up, and bring them in, then you were kicked off social media and called psychos and madmen, etc. Just part of the string of lies that COVID, that the left used with right. COVID, saying that Trump told people to eat bleach and the, and the hydrochloroquine, whatever, which was used, you know, and still is used to, right. to treat patients, not to cure the disease, but to treat some of the symptoms, uh, the virus. And it, it, it was, the priority was, all it was was pitch battle against Trump the whole time, and these people are sick. And even now, this Wednesday, when Biden said that he's asking for more, uh, you know, into a deep dive into the origins of this virus, supposedly based on some something that we had missed, mm-hmm. you know, some intel that we had missed. It might be some of that uh, the the movements of people, et cetera. That there's something mm-hmm. that they're they're being vague about. Well, our but, intelligence community knows more about this than obviously than I hope that they're telling everyday people like i hope they keep something secret well right early on we were like you said we were tracking movements of people in wuhan in here and there and where they're going well the chinese by the way were continuing to pack flights out of wuhan into san fran and into Mm -hmm. uh laguardia i think so or jfk one or two but but if you're china i mean what do you care you're looking across Mm -hmm. the the uh, well and in the meantime you're sending chinese nationals literally into every big box store in the United States, Home Depot, Lowe's, buying up every N95 respirator they could and shipping them back into China. Right. They and, and transferred so, in, they imported tens of millions of uh, N95 respirators off American shelves into China during the month of January while it, they were telling us there was no risk of human to human transmission. Right. And so, Alice, so much like uh, when Ilan Omar uh, says something anti-Semitic, there has to be a big referendum on uh, anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim violence, right. like a couple of years ago and last week. Um, who was Fauci sent out to tell to stop taking masks? Uh, regular American people. Exactly. Because the Chinese nationals are taking masks and shipping mm-hmm. them off. We can't single those people out that's no 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 no. no, no. everybody stop buying masks you're hoarding them in your basement we know you are you are but the chinese nationals are taking no 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 we don't single them that is not not kosher it makes the the chinese as a matter of fact masks are bad anyway they don't work definitely don't hoard them right (laughs) right my god my god this this insanity in to to deputize the healthcare people too. That's one of, another thing that I'll look at this and I'll always say this is incredible. I was just at the store today, as you know. Great shopping mm-hmm. trip, under a hundred bucks. Um, Did you wear a mask? I didn't. And what I didn't, was the but, percentage uh, like? Probably thirty-five percent of people there still had masks, or maybe twenty-five. Okay. 
what still to me is like, really? So this is the damage is still done, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cr- it's scary to me. And some of the people were people that some of the people. I'm just surprised at some of the people who had the masks on in there, and I don't get it. You know, yesterday I told you I went into a store, a small store, where the woman had a mask, and she acted like I was holding the place up. I said, is this okay? Do you want me to go get a mask? She said, you can do whatever you want to do. Okay. (laughs) Bobby in and out. Okay. I should have just taken the money. Um, So, so yes. Now, listen. So, this is now... Because Trump is not around anymore. So this is tough now because it's the Democrats in the, in the left media now dealing with, now that the smoke is cleared, the facts and acting. I just, I watched Meet the Press with Chuck, Chuck Todd today. You know, what did we miss last year? What did we miss? We've since come to learn and like his first guest to like, talk to him and said, yeah, Chuck, we kind of didn't just come to learn. But so... It is funny to see them but reckon with this. some people are just coming to Some of them see them reckon with this. What people have to do to rationalize to... To um, to avoid acknowledging right. any wrongdoing it on cannot, their own part. Yes. It cannot be that I was such a petulant infant last year that I didn't do my job for a full year just to lash out at the mean guy. It has to be something else. This is Steve, uh, Chris Hayes of MSNBC. This is my favorite take of all. He really threads a couple needles in here. And this is more about the left media here. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. And this notion... <laughs> Maybe we just are what curious a- if it happened. <laughs> you know, we didn't know. No, we're stupid. So the the people on the right who were saying escape from a lab, they couldn't have been right about that. It must be because they're idiots and they watch Marvel movies. It couldn't be that they, we got it wrong completely. We said it didn't escape from the lab. So we were wrong. There's, they were saying it did escape from a lab, but they're wrong too. Because they didn't really mean it. It was because they watch Marvel movies. They thought movies. that for bad reasons. Just yeah. like Trump thought bad things about China because he's bad and racist. Even if China really did something wrong, it definitely wasn't because of that. Couldn't it be that it escaped from a lab. It's just they are dumb and like Marvel movies. Yes. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. And this notion called the lab leak, leak hypothesis by some is not, I got to say, it's not completely insane. But it's all kind of indicative of this strange narrative first approach of so much the conservative media's coverage of the virus. Hmm. Hmm. So it's this not. Isn't... OK, fine. First of all, they're idiots because they, they don't know why they said those words. It's because they watch Marvel movies. They're so stupid. Mm-hmm. That said, I'm here to tell you that it's not crazy that it leaked from a lab. But also, you're hearing that from over there because they love this. Um, how, would it, how do you call the it? The lab leak hypothesis. They escape like, from a lab? No, the last, very last thing you said. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. And this Point notion one. called the lab leak, leak hypothesis by some is not, I got to say, two. it's not completely insane. But it's all kind of indicative of this strange narrative first approach That's of right, so much the conservative media's coverage it's of the virus. their narrative first approach. Uh, That's right. They established this narrative last year because they love to approach first with narratives before facts. Right. Even though they approached with this narrative last year that it came from a lab, it's their 
It's not that they were right the whole time. They had a narrative first approach. Mm. That's what they believed. That's what <laughs> I it mean, was. It's interesting because I assume they this approached is- the Suleimani killing with the idea that he was a terrorist who was killing American troops in a proxy war all over the Middle East. You know, that was their narrative first approach. So it turns out, yes, they were technically, you know, right about that. <laughs> technically. But it just how so happens to they coincide liked, with they were doing their narrative first approach. They liked thinking about it that way, and then it turned out to actually be that way. But that is purely a coincidence and not a function. Yes, of they don't them get ever being ever ever being right on the merits of the thing. It's just funny because I mean, like I assume this is going to happen later with other things. You know, like it reminds me of the QAnon stuff, not because I think necessarily like every aspect of QAnon is true, but because like the way that they pull the QAnon questions, like to see who believes that they just did another big poll, like, and they're like, Oh, X percent of Republicans believe in QAnon or whatever. And it's like, but they pull these questions that are things that they say are about QAnon, but that are also things that like you might believe because they might be true. Like, like Hollywood and the government are full of powerful pedophiles who use their power to like traffic children. And you're like, well, yeah, that that is kind of true. There are a lot of those. So like whether or not QAnon specifically is true, like I might say that I believe that if a pollster asked me that because there's tons of pedophiles in Hollywood and tons in the government. Look at the Clintons hanging well, around it, with well, Epstein and everything else. Like, yeah. So but then they're going to after the fact, once they like out some ring of sex traffickers involved with Epstein or whatever. After Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, it rats out people or whatever happens that turns out to vindicate some aspect of the QAnon thing, they're going to go, well, see, but they weren't actually right because they just believed that because they had a narrative. It wasn't the, you know, their yes. action, even though there actually is a bunch of uh, pedophiles in Hollywood and government who are, you know, all secretly connected, powerful friends. It's not just, it, they're just wrong about, you know, they're, they just had a narrative and the, they weren't oh. right. No, yeah, and you can just you can go right to Trump's uh, when he announced for president mm-hmm. when he said Mexicans they're they're not bringing their best they're rapists they're now you could stop right there like the media did mm-hmm. and simply slam him and say listen he said the words in order that say Mexicans are rapists that's mm-hmm. all we need he said these uh, the words were close enough in order to put those fragments together for us to say he's calling all Mexicans are rapists so they really went all Mexicans are rapists not what Trump said. Now, he didn't speak well. His sentence was garbled. But Trump was saying that there's human trafficking coming across the border. These coyotes are taking advantage of women as well. Mm -hmm. So there are actual assaults coming along across the border and also there's human trafficking. They're bringing prostitutes across the border, which is something that Trump got the whole thing from Ann Coulter's book, which got the whole thing from, you know, the reporting at the border. They never bothered to look into... The so is there human tra- are there rapes across the border and you'd think they would care you'd think that mm-hmm. still the, the 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 resonating spirits of me too would be something they'd care about you can say but no 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 all that mattered was Trump is terrible the, and who cares about this narrative the narrative first narrative first uh, theory mm-hmm. that the right always likes saying that there's human trafficking across the border. Since then, of course, and more recently in the last few months, there have been big stories about human trafficking across the border. Right. But the Trump doesn't get credit for that. The right doesn't get credit for that because that was narrative first reporting or something they read in Marvel comics. Right, yeah. It's not that, you know, they never bother to look and see when people say, like, there was this lab studying viruses and how to make them more powerful 
uh, right by where this outbreak occurred and maybe it's possible there was some kind of breach in the lab security prof procedures that allowed this to get out of the lab no they never look at that they never look and see what exactly they're saying when they say lab leak i bought this oh bunch of idiots they just got that out of a comic book stupids and then they go on with their day they never bother to find out that maybe there was like a well thought out thing under undergirding the the narrative to begin with but in the best thing is alice is that they're the narrative first media oh yeah the narrative is trump is evil mm-hmm Everything else goes by the wayside. That's the narrative. Every story, everything he does, whether he's staring at the eclipse or there's a kid lawn mowing at the White House or Trump's in a truck, everything is he is evil. That is it. And or dumb. Yes, yes. And, uh, and you know, Melania is, uh, is, is um, you know, I really don't care. She wore that about kids suffering, the shirt mm -hmm. that said I really don't care. Everything about her is bad as well. So, and everything about the family is bad as well. And the the one on the in the West Coast, the other Trump that nobody talks about, um, he's mean to her as well. And it, it, her and Ivanka is a, a uh, feckless c word, you know. And that's fine. That's fine. We've decided we've, the narrative has been set. Everybody in this guy's circle is an evil sob. Trump has never done anything nice whatsoever. Ever. He's never said anything. You know. We don't. We don't even talk about. If you want to talk about Tom, Trump and the New England Patriots, you talk about, you know, is it time to cancel Tom Brady for hanging with Donald Trump? Bill Belichick's an SOB for reading a Donald Trump or for letting Trump quote him at a, at a thing. You don't talk about the fact that Trump has been extremely warm and generous with Robert Kraft since Kraft's wife died. And mm -hmm. Kraft is effusive about how loyal a friend Trump has been checking up on his well-being, etc. No, 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 no. Right. The narrative, nothing. It's all about, they are the narrative... Um, first media and and the the narrative first left and people it's so easy people believe it people people it's and I, if you're like 22 and idealistic and a romantic i understand you're a fool and you're like that and i was like that too when i hated bill clinton when i was 20 years old i hated bill i hated hillary i didn't like chelsea for no apparent reason <laughs> i liked buddy the dog that's the only thing i'd ever admit that i liked anything but you know everything that they did. You know everything Bill did was was terrible. He's a bastard. I hated him. I told my mother. I remember at the time I said, "Mom, I bleeping hate Bill Clinton. I hate him." She said, "Don't say you hate somebody. It's not nice." But you know you're you're a twenty year old extremist, and you know <laughs> it's always white or black at that point, etc. But for an older person to viscerally hate hate Donald Trump. Eric Trump sob. You know those those guys shooting the animals like. Grown people, people 40 to 75, viscerally hate everybody. It's incredible. As a matter of fact, I, yeah, and we're going to, we'll get back to the nuts and bolts of this thing here. But just like, I got just this little cut from John Oliver. He's a, an idiot. That's fine. But just listen to this. This is a, just a few seconds about him talking about uh, Ron DeSantis. Now, meanwhile, the week saw the latest attempts to undermine the democratic process with Texas and Florida continuing the trend of Republicans enacting new voting restrictions. Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, a man with a vibe that screams, will flirt with your teenage friends, signed a bill live on Fox and Friends for some reason that targets ballot drop boxes and voting by mail. You understand that? He's a creep. No, he's not just a governor whose policy positions I don't believe in. No, he's a monster too. He wants to rape the teenage friends of your of your daughter. Is That's there what he wants any? To do. 
it's possible. All, nobody, there's, Biden gives off a lot more vibes of wanting nobody to can have up with children. Policy position differences. Mm-hmm. Nobody can have different opinions unless you're exactly like them. Unless you hate Trump as much as they do. Unless you feel like they, when when they see that somebody is anti uh, is anti abortion, they son of a monster evangelist crazy you know uh snake handling uh christians want to be want their hands all over our bodies and to you know help stop us from being free women they probably want to take care they, they want all planned parenthood gone which in planned parenthood does so much so much many health care offerings they want to take away women's health care because they it's just the uh the brides what's the maids thing the thing where the you have to the dress like who's the who's what's the the freaking thing where the women Brides are maids? no no the women are made to get pregnant the HBO oh, show the handmaid's tale. handmaid's tale whatever I no because that's because that's saying. the narrative the narrative mm-hmm. is that's what republicans really want the ones who aren't secretly closeted gay which is probably about half of them is <laughs> they really want to to force women to just carry children no more voting no more education no i know they can tell they can tell that about people they're sick. Anybody, and they look at Republicans who aren't like them, who don't sit around and, uh, you know, think they're just incredibly brilliant for just getting stoned and being semi-employed and being bike messengers. They, 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 they think, my God, look at that guy in a suit and tie and you, a guy who studies the Constitution. He's a fascist. That's what he is. This is Seth Rogen, the great Seth Rogen, uh, and he is precisely who I was just describing right there. Ted Cruz is a fascist. He is he denies the reality of the election. His words caused people to die. And I'm making jokes about it. Is that a feud? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to me, it doesn't seem like a feud. To me, it seems like I'm pointing out the fact that narrative first. He's just a fascist. Mm-hmm. He is. So I'm just a comedian, a Hollywood actor guy. I'm just doing stuff like a decent American, saying what I believe and saying my truth. He, Ted Cruz, though, he's just a fascist. Fascist. Think Mussolini. That's who Ted Cruz is. He is a, a terrible man whose words have resulted in death, you know? Um, and, and I guess to me, it, yeah, like, I mean, it speaks to what I think is a bigger problem in America, which is like a false equivalency. And I think even I, w- I was going to use the term between the right and the left, which makes it seem like two appendages of the same creature, which right. I don't think it is. I think one is... Uh, one is one is a creature, and the other is just trying to stop it from destroying the country. And see, mm. that's the narrative. Yeah. They're the creature. They're the monster. <laughs> that's you listening. That's you, Alice. That's you, Pepper. It's me. We're, we're a creature. We're the creatures. They're the ones just you know trying to be reasonable, reasonably trying to get us to stop killing everybody <laughs> and hurting everything and destroying it. They believe that, Alice. I know they, they believe do. That. I know they do. They believe that. Then they go to college at seventeen, and they're told that, you know what? Not only are they the the bad creatures are out there, but the creatures rape everybody everywhere, and they steal all the money, and they do this, and they're, they're, they're awful. Then they send the kids back back to their parents for the weekends, and then the kids are looking at their parents like they're. <laughs> it's, it's freaking it. It's, and the. The people who are ideologues, who are smart enough to know, love this because mm-hmm. it works. It works. Just throw a little fire in there. You know, throw, you know, they're going to get you back in chaos. chains. They're going to put you all back in chains. Tell the black people that.
Most of them don't care. I mean, look how quickly these people who were big, you know, McCain people like Steve Schmidt switched sides and for all intents and purposes became Democrats overnight when they, you know, when they felt that they had a better grift going with blue resistance people than with, you know, Tea Party people. They were willing to make money off all the Tea Party stuff. And then they turned around and now they're making money off blue wave resistance people. First of all, never give any of these groups any of your money. Any of them. No. None of these packs. It is not worth it. Not the right wing ones, not the left wing ones. I'm serious when I say that all those Tea Party packs and stuff, they sucked all the money and energy out of the Tea Party movement that that existed in 2010. They took all that money, 90% went to consultant fees for jokers like Steve Schmidt and these types of people that run the Lincoln Project and everything else that absolutely do not care ideologically about any of these issues. And then, you know, they went on their merry way without electing any candidates or doing anything. Anything that came out of the Tea Party movement was accomplished in spite of all those people and not because of that. Well, I mean, the Freedom Caucus came out of there, I think, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying in, in not because of these packs and consultants and stuff. No, no yes. because the some fancy, people happen to fancy, get elected on right. grassroots energy like Scott Brown and people like that who, who went to Washington, you know, because voters elected them, not because these packs that did nothing right. in party any elections. Inc. Tea Party Inc. was a very different thing than the right. grassroots. Right. And that, I mean, the, these groups are doing the same thing to these blue wave resistance people. It's the same. When you give your money to Black Lives Matter, you're not doing anything. You're just paying people to buy fancy houses and everything else. To like, the point now where the left is in the very tough position of having to report on it. Right, yeah. So the, now they're having Patrice Colors, I think her mm-hmm. name is. She's resigned from the group because she's enriched herself so much. She's a real estate mogul now. And the, and you she's know, she's a real estate Marxist now. Yeah, there's no, there's no end to the grift. It just keeps going and going. And it, I mean, these people take, take, take. They don't get any candidates elected. They don't push for any reform and change or anything that you want like as a matter of fact they get candidates deleted i mean defeated right yeah they're i mean they're useless i mean say what you want about stacy abrams because i disagree with her about a lot but at least she was doing stuff out there she's not Mm -hmm. a grifter per se you know Uh, although that may change in the future she was spreading the big lie alice which is what i'm told what it is when you when you when you lie about elections yeah well you know i uh, uh, I mean, she's obviously a delusional person, but I, she's not in the same class of human scum that like Steve Schmidt and these other grifters are. These Correct. like consultant class garbage people who just, you know, essentially take money from hardworking people to buy themselves million dollar homes and, and you know, do nothing to get candidates moved in any direction. Correct. So... so um. All right, so we'll go through a couple of a little bit of this audio here. This is Jonathan Carl from ABC, who he's like Jake Tapper. They're of middle mid level intelligence. They're DC guys, like Columbia grad kind of people. Mm-hmm. They're elites, um, but and both of them have done good work. Yes, during the Obama administration, both Tapper and Jonathan Carl were good. They were questioning Obama about issues rather than, uh, you know, rubbing his shoulders. And that was good. Now, Jonathan Carl has had an epiphany today during one of the shows, ABC's whatever their show is, had an epiphany 
that, you know what, guys? Mm-hmm. Maybe we screwed up last year. And yes, I think a lot of people have egg on their face. This was an idea uh, that, that was first put forward by Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, Donald Trump. And look, some things may be true even if Donald Trump said them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even if Donald Trump said them? So in other words, guys, there are exceptions to our agreed upon narrative. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's if Hitler says it's raining, will you still carry an umbrella? Right. It's, you know, you have to at some point decide. Even Trump, even Trump says a couple of things that are true. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, every 58,000 words or so. Yeah. Sometimes Listen, we can't just blanket and, call everything out of his mouth a and lie remember, Trump before is a, we learn anything else about it. And Trump is a, a, a BSer, you know, oh, a, yeah. a bleep talker kind of guy. But that doesn't mean... That doesn't mean that he's any more of a liar than Joe Biden is. And as a matter of fact, his Joe Biden's lies have been nuclear level lies. (laughs) Right. Like the marching in the civil rights movement. Yes. I mean, through his career. Yeah. Donald Trump is a bull bleeper about how good his car is, how good his vodka is, how good his suit is, how good he looks, mm-hmm. how how fantastic the hotel is. Trump lies and this, said his ties are the highest quality in the right, world, and they're really not. The like, best oh. you've ever seen. I mean, that's that's salesman flimflam. He said, but if unless you're a an absolute mouth breathing moron, the kind of person who gets hit by a car multiple times while walking down the street, if unless you're that person, then you know it. You don't know the, that's Trump. That's what he's done. That's what he always does. Right. He's flim flammy. That's what this stuff is. He's a jive talker. You know. Yeah. You've gotta, this, you gotta. You have to have. You have to just to get by in the world right. from day to day. You have to realize that some people like people selling you cars or real estate agents or Donald Trump. Yes. Say things to you that aren't strictly a hundred percent true, and right. you have to be able to kind of like take what they say with a grain of salt. Or you're just, I mean, you're going to be taken advantage of everywhere you go. Right. And people usually know this until they don't know it. Mm -hmm. I mean, people, I'll just use men. Men are always selling something, you know, whether or not it's cars, whether or not it's themselves. You know, when when you're out at a bar and a guy talks to you, he's not saying the true thing. He's saying the effective thing, or trying to. Right. You know, it's not a matter of I'd like to have an honest discourse with you. No, were you kidding? No, you're trying to sell. You're pitching yourself. It's flim flammery, and that's. Then Trump is is a absolutely a flim flammery kind of guy, and he doesn't lie in the way that the media accepts in D.C. So Jake Tapper and Jonathan Carl, they're they're like, well, he lies so much. No, no, no. He just lies in the way that you find unacceptable and gross and gauche. Well, he guy, does it. Biden does it in an aw shucks, man. Come on, man, kind of way. And you accept that kind. Mm-hmm. So now you see Trump and people like Trump. And he's like, wow, all of those lies. All of those lies. No, no, no. And the Washington Post says, well, we've counted 183,000 lies so far, you know, to, to their Trump exclusive lie <laughs> meter. And, and so when they're getting, this is Washington, D.C., it's full of lawyers and politicians. <laughs> you kidding me? And you're not detecting any lies around here? Yeah, but the thing is, too, and this is like where it goes off the rails, is they also just don't like that he's tacky. 
and his tie is the wrong length and he doesn't dress right and his hair is weird and he's too orange and he's he fat. doesn't and he's fat he doesn't buy into and he's fat their- Dallas not only is he fat but he claims he's not <laughs> and he doesn't not, right. not only does he claim he's not fat but he claims that he's the most in shape president there has ever been right and he's got a doctor who claims the same <laughs> right so i mean but but the bigger problem to them isn't the fact that he's a scam artist and a liar the bigger problem to them is the fact that he's doing it while being tacky and like you said gauche yes. and nouveau riche like biden is like doesn't come from money but does it in the way that they like where they're like i'm just scrappy scranton joe over yep. here and i come from nothing and i revere the unions who built america and you know that is acceptable to them Saying I'm the richest, best, coolest, and having a gold-plated toilet and a tie that's the wrong length is unacceptable if you're an elite who actually looks for, like, quality people. If you're, like, a waspy good person who's a Presbyterian and goes to the right church and knows the right people, he's way too tacky for you. And that's the bigger problem with him that they have. And that's why when... They can't believe that, you know, regular Americans think that this billionaire is on their team. It's that's exactly why. It's because they're dissing his taste and style. They're dissing him for liking Big Macs and wanting mm-hmm. an extra scoop of ice cream when like tons of people in America like Big Macs. I mean, it, like so they don't hear you insulting Trump for the lie. They hear you looking down at Trump for things that they think are cool too, you know? Yes, and but they also they also believe and it's it's probably origins are out of the Kennedy Camelot thing, but they believe this. They have a romantic vision of Washington and statesmanship, mm-hmm. and how politics is done Service. in a decent way. Among democratic politics, really, mm-hmm. is what they're talking about because yeah. it's not interested in that. Never George W. Bush was, was just an idiot, you know. You know, mm-hmm. Texas Hayseed. Yeah, Cheney was evil, but no. But it's it's and that's why they have the West Wing view of. Politics, and they love the West Wing, and the music would play, and the president would lay down the law in a way that, you know what, we as Americans needed to hear. <clears throat> and the staff would get up and one by one clap, and they'd all clap, and it felt good, and there was a majesty in it, and, you know, it, was, it wasn't filthy Washington transaction. Something good was happening. And that's why when they, when they rammed down the Obamacare thing, Nancy Pelosi took a Bible and walked across the 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 Capitol campus, whatever it was, and they had this feel good more more of this uh, of of this you know demonstrating something something extraordinary and noble was happening. We should all get behind this universal health care. Obamacare, we'll call it the American whatever health act, and it's that's so important. Then Trump takes his Bible and goes to the church that got burned. This sob, the, this monster, he's doing a photo op. That son of a bee, freaking, and they're apoplectic about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so it is so the way Tapper talks is so crazy, and we'll play some of it that he can't detect anybody. I'm not going to listen to anybody who's spreading the big lie. I won't listen to anybody. Everybody in the building you're sitting in was spreading a big lie, and still does sometimes for yeah. years. I'm not going to use big lie, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're calling uh, it a big lie, right? Right, was spreading a, 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 the election was stolen, they were telling people. They were all in this together, mm-hmm. all in it together, which is why, and we'll get to the 
capital investigation in in a moment. Mm -hmm. But let's finish Jonathan Carl again. And yes, I think a lot of people have egg on their face. This was an idea uh, that that was first put forward by Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, Donald Trump. And look, some things may be true even if Donald Trump said them. And there was, because Trump was saying so much else that was just out of control and because he was, uh, you know, making a a, a frankly racist appeal talking about Kung flu and, and the China virus... I don't consider any of those t- terms racist. Did Trump even say kung flu? Or I don't know is that if he did. But, was but like every on one of these news organizations Believes was calling it, it was calling it a, the a China virus. At yeah, it was the, the Wuhan beginning. virus at the beginning. Right, yeah. exactly. So just I mean, his notion. That, 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 well, he's saying that you know we found him so uh, incredibly uh, offensive that maybe we didn't see it. Well, you know there are people we pay. To decipher these things, even through a hailstorm of offensive content. Right. To people to rise above the opinions and the narrative, as it were, and uh, try to determine the underlying facts of the situation. Put forward that this may have, or that he said flatly that this, this came from that lab, was widely dismissed. But actually... There's some real reason. We don't know, by the way. We still don't know. We absolutely don't know. Uh, but now serious people are saying it needs a serious inquiry. Serious people. Oh. Us, in other words. The president of the United right. States wasn't a serious enough person for no. us. Now we're concerned now. <laughs> we got you banned from Facebook for wondering if it came from yes. a lab. But now we're wondering if it might have come from a lab. Will we stop and go back and get you reinstated to Facebook? No, because actually that was just about disagreeing with us. You know, I don't believe the election was stolen, Alice. Not but in the, the traditional sense, anyway. Right, right. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. I mean, obviously, everybody did the extraordinary measure that they could to make sure that he didn't win. Right. But the only, the only evidence I have mm-hmm. in the pro stolen conspiracy side, right, is all these people, right, and all the Democrats in Congress. Mm-hmm. And all of these other vile actors who are willing to do anything. That's all I have. All right. So uh, um, Howard Kurtz, who I love, on Media Buzz, uh, really kind of beat the hell out of these folks for the first uh, few seconds of his show. It was a whack job theory, right? It was Looney Tunes. It was trashy Trump talk, surely not worthy of serious journalistic attention. The liberal side Vox ran this piece 14 months ago. The conspiracy theories about the origins of the coronavirus debunked. Debunked. Nothing to see here. Well, that story got an editor's note this week. Now, more than a year later, finally, belatedly, the press is taking seriously an argument about the origins of COVID-19. The headline on the Washington Post fact checker column, how the Wuhan lab leak theory suddenly became credible. Look, it's a difficult thing to investigate given Beijing's tight control over Chinese society. But most news organizations didn't even try. Nobody's buying Trump's Wuhan lab theory, The Guardian declared last year. And that's the reason. If President Trump said it, the media dismissed it. If conservatives embraced it, liberal pundits mocked it. This just speaks volumes about our media establishment. Now, nothing's been proven, but the circumstantial evidence is growing. Will there be any soul searching about what amounted to media malpractice? Don't hold your breath. Exactly. So uh, the New York Times did a podcast with Jake Tapper. Um, 
and the, the, the podcast called The Sway. Have you ever heard of it? No. With Kara Swisher. No. Apparently, she's a Times reporter. It's not bad, actually. She actually, well, it actually was idiotic at, at times, but but anyway, it was revealing. She asked Ta- Tapper some questions you'd figure he'd want to be steered the hell away from, so I liked that anyway. Um, oh, uh, did we want to play the view audio, or have we had it? You get, we get the point by now, right? Okay, we get the point. I'm not going to play the view audio. Okay, so let me, Tom, relax, relax. I have that what Trump has sometimes, Alice. That I'll go forward saying something and have little branches. <laughs> yeah, and then sidetracked. sometimes you just get off from right. where you were in the first place. Right. right. So uh, I'm going to stick to one. And I've been, managers have called me out on this as well and told me to calm down. <laughs> Finish a one thought at a time. Okay. So this is Jake Tapper and. Um, so talking to Kara Swisher here. Uh, first, about. Uh, who he'll have on his show and who he won't. I, I, it's it's a this is something that I wrestle with every day, which is why you're hearing the the uh, struggle mm-hmm. in my in my voice. I like hearing the struggle. Go ahead. Which is, I have not booked since the election anyone who's engaged in in these lies. I just I haven't. It's not a policy, but it's a philosophy where I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal like if you and there are it really. First of all, lies is not a word that he should use. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they can be inaccurate, could be misinformation, they could be wrong, and that's fine. A lie uh, connotes a uh, mischievous, 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 what's mis- ma- mischievous? How about malicious? Okay. So I can't say the other one, apparently. Okay. Malicious intent. Yes. Okay. So some people are, right. technically, would be doing that. That's mm-hmm. fine. Sydney Bell is no. still out there saying this. I told right. you this today. She also she was at an might event. just be nuts. She was at an event saying that yes. Trump's gonna. There's gonna be a second inauguration and Trump's gonna be put in. Yeah, and unfortunately won't get credit for the last few months of Biden. But that's right. I mean, I, like, so yeah, she. I okay. mean, I, I know Lynn Wood has but lost for, his mind, but but, but for him yeah. to say that he's not going to talk to anybody in the orbit who thinks that there were election irregularities right. or something. Right. Once again, that brings us back to what he was doing with. Bernstein on the panel, etc. Four years ago, three years ago, and two years ago, suggesting the election was stolen for Donald Trump with mm-hmm. help by the Russians, propped up by the Russians. Russians had something on him, etc. His network was doing that actively, right? And for him to not have, no, not have anybody in his show who's in the orbit of, of the Trump's orbit, because it is, it is the former president who believes this stuff at the core. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Trump absolutely believes it. I don't think this is flim-flam. I think he thinks that the election was stolen. Right. I don't think he's right. But I think that he thinks it. Mm-hmm. So in that represents 75 million votes. 75 million people voted for this guy. And to not have anybody in this guy's orbit because it's lies mm-hmm. is just not doing your job. Unless you... Your job is not a journalist, which really it's not. He's just, he's a Democrat who does, who works in a building that sometime can be newsy, especially on international affairs. Right. There's but, also a range of beliefs about the election being mm-hmm. stolen. Like I said, like, I don't believe it was stolen in the traditional sense. I don't think, you know, there were programming uh irregularities in the voting machines or something but but i mean i think that obviously 
you know, they shut down the Hunter Biden story on social media completely inappropriately that turned out to be true. I mean, they instituted this no checks mass mass mail-in voting. I mean, there were... What does he want? Like the guys have. Yeah. What, like what? They need. They're playing with Hatchimals and they're not giving him one apparently. Oh. Um. um I'll send them a message. Um, okay. Saddens me because there are Republican members of Congress with whom I respect, or formerly did, and there's too many important things to deal with right now in terms of what's going on in the Middle East or in Africa or in Myanmar or China or Russia, and also. If you're willing to lie about that, what else are you willing to lie about? And why should my viewers listen to you? Well, because you were happy to propagate something before that was based on a falsehood as well. And also, it's the former president of the United States who believes something different than you. And last year at this time, you you were saying that that Trump saying that the that the corona that the coronavirus started in a lab was a lie. So maybe before you establish in concrete what is a lie, maybe you should talk to somebody who was voted for by half of the voting bloc in this country. Somebody who you've got a lot of Americans who want to talk about this stuff, who want to have these discussions. Mm-hmm. But if, for Tapper, like I'm not going to have liars on. Well, you have liars on all the time. They're just you're just only taking one half of the liars. Right. These you're people just taking on your liars. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. So Tapper also, uh, okay, let me, I, I'll go to, Tapper also, um, and where should we go here? All right. So it was just kind of a good interview. She hit him, uh, Kara Swisher hit him on the Cuomo stuff, which was a good hit and. And he gave it to Cuomo. Man, I don't see how Cuomo lasts now. Listen, let me just say, I know this is not your responsibility. I'm not responsible for everything New York Times reporters do, who I don't, most of whom I don't even know, right? That yeah. kind of thing. But the, the, let me just put it out. The CNN anchor recused himself from covering sexual harassment allegations against his brother, uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now it's been reported that Chris had been actively engaging with his brother's staff on strategy calls about how the governor should handle these allegations. He told him to be hang tough, essentially. And, Etc. Um, CNN has come out to say that Chris Cuomo's participation in these calls was quote inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. I'm sort of sh- I was shocked. Um, I would have to say, I think it's beyond inappropriate. But the the anchor offered an on air apology to his colleagues. Is that enough for you? Is it, is his apology enough? And does it affect you? Well, well, such a complicated issue. And obviously, this is my company and my home and my workplace. And so, that said. Um, I cannot imagine a world in which anybody in journalism thinks that that was appropriate. Uh, so, I mean, I, I agree with that. Uh, and he said he, uh, Chris, in his apology uh, that he delivered on air, said that um, he put us in a bad spot. And I would also agree with that. Uh, and then just as a last point, I would say that I work very hard to be fair and to be ethical and to uh not cross lines and i certainly understand the the love that chris has for his brother and i have a brother and you know i i i get it um but uh but that was not a fun day yeah does it affect your work it doesn't affect my work but i their work is not my work and my work is not their work and yes we all reflect on each other 
but the only thing I have a role in, the only thing I have any control in, because I'm not management, right? I'm not a, I'm not the CNN bureau chief of DC. I'm not the, uh, I don't have say in anything other than like what airs on my show. So that was a good hit against Chris Cuomo. I think that that I I don't see how I don't see how he lasts there. He's not really getting any ratings anyway, and CNN is having a tough time um, right now. She also asks him about uh, Brooke Baldwin who was on. Remember we played this on the air, saying it was a boys' club. There, the guys got paid more, and it was uh, and um, and that's one of the reasons that she was uh, happy to say goodbye. Tapper had no time for it. Well, one of the things I've noticed about your show is you do have a lot of women on your show. Uh, you know, CNN and I talked to Don about this retreat for being a bit of a boys club and former anchor Brooke Baldwin pointed out the influence and salary of men over there. Do you think there needs to be more changes at home? Um, I think what Brooke said was was wrong. Uh, I, I love Brooke. I'm a fan of Brooke. But what I think what she said was just factually incorrect. I know a number of women anchors Dana Bash, Abby Phillip, uh, Kate Baldwin, Aaron Burnett, uh, Brianna Keeler, uh, Alison Camerata, uh, Anna Cabrera. I mean, there's so many. And I think to suggest that there aren't, um, it, it, it kind of is. In, is but they don't in, have influence. It's not true. And also there are a number of, I mean, arguably Alison Gallas of Communications is one of the most powerful and influential people at CNN. Women run a lot at CNN. He didn't hit the, he didn't hit the, um, he didn't hit the salary question. Maybe he doesn't know. I mean, what people make in there. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, Who knows? But listen to this. So now, you know, since he said that, since he said Baldwin, now he's got to go totally woke. In terms of, in terms of my show, um, I'll just say that like, just because you touched on it. This is why he's a mid-level intelligence person. (laughs) The only thing I'll say is, it's very in- important to me as a white man to make sure that the show reflects the diversity of our nation. And I'm always telling my team, and they know this, and my team is incredibly diverse, but um, that I don't want any all-white men panels ever. <laughs> First of all, Jake, since it's important to you, the diversity of the nation, you could give Vic Brooke Baldwin your slot. Right. No one. How come it's never the person talking who's showing just how much he cares about diversity? Whoever has to step away from his job to give it up. People. Jim Acosta. You know, he could have just given the female reporter, you know, the microphone instead of saying, "Please, do you mind?" After I ask the question, do you mind asking a woman a question, please? He could have just seated right there and said, "You can just ask her instead." Right. I mean, and people do. I think was it the Reddit CEO? There have been tech CEOs and stuff that have stepped down and said they want a woman to fill their role and stuff. Well, sure, but not these media guys who are always no. happy to preach to us. Period. Done. I don't want it. I don't want it, and I, it does happen rarely. Imagine that. I don't want it. No, I don't want all white men there. No, doesn't matter. But but this, sir, that this is there's only this is who was available. Yeah, this is who was available. These are the best at it. No, I don't care. I want not the best people. Go in and no grab any what. random woman off the street. Bring yes. her in so we don't have all white men. Yes, because we're because we're not just delivering news and information from the best people. I want them to be, it has to look a little like America. That's all that matters. It's not the words that they're saying. It's the appearance that they're projecting that really matters. So people just turn the volume down. Doesn't matter what they say. Mm-hmm. Just be satisfied. Look at us. Look at all these different colors. See, <laughs> doesn't matter what we're saying whatsoever it only matters what they're saying if they're trump people he won't take liars right liars of any 
it that's where and Santorum's gone now too because he dared to suggest that right. Native American political philosophy didn't have a huge role in our founding. Right, right, you're right, and and, and so like he won't take um, Thomas Sowell. It's not allowed on. No, because he's a liar. The well, fact so I guess he loses then, his blackness, Thomas Sowell. Well, so I guess then if you're gonna have everybody just say the same thing and repeat the same talking points anyway i guess it really doesn't matter who you have on you really can just fill it in with any diverse set of people if you don't care if you don't care what people are gonna if you're not don't care about getting uh people's viewpoints if you just want five people in the room to all paraphrase the same uh, dnc talking points right then i guess it's fine you can have people of whatever race and color and sexual orientation and gender identity to be on your right. panel so, because so, because you just all want people that are all going to say the same and thing. And that is, so that's that is total CNN. They, right. You're not getting a divergence on CNN from that. You will get, mm-hmm. you know, four liberals and then Anna, what's her name? Uh, who The former Navarro. Navarro, the former Republican who hates Republicans. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll have on maybe Mitt Romney or Bill Kristol to, uh, to tell you how disgusting Trump right. is. But that's it. But that's not what he claims. But, um... Yeah, I, I support my women colleagues mainly because they're excellent. Um, but yes, I also like supporting fixing the problems. Does that include conservatives? Because, you know, obviously Rick yeah. Santorum gets endless shit deservedly. Um, if you're thinking about that now, Fox has no illusions. They don't do it at all. They just just do whatever they please. Um, fair and balanced, Kara. <laughs> they don't, Juan Williams has never been on Fox News. Tucker <laughs> usually has a liberal or two during in his show. <laughs> I think they don't go on anymore. They don't want to. Well, no, not not the ones that he sets up for. Not, not like the the idiot who went not Kurt Heigenbaum. Yeah, not him. But he has a couple of guys who push back against him who are who have had communications positions in other administrations at, mm-hmm. uh, as well. Right. So throughout the day, I mean, I listen to the 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 Fox News. The Fox News Sunday Show will have liberals on it. Mm-hmm. Fox News does have liberals. All the hosts now, pretty much all the hosts, the main hosts are conservatives but on cnn they're all liberals right so what's the what's the problem do you think about that but there are diverging voices on cnn the five never doesn't have one liberal right it always does that's one out of five though um it's 20 well okay but there's a voice but then they go to them you know they want them it's it's actually it's good programming right to have a liberal and they have a i mean this is going to sound lame, but they have a variety of like different types of conservatives too. You know, like right. Greg Gutfeld is more of a libertarian. Right, and Kennedy Dana, is a libertarian, and Dana Perino is more of a like establishment Bush right. person. And Neil Cavuto is an anti-Trump conservative. Right, and there are I mean, so there is there is some d- diversity there, but also if you're talking about the analysis shows on Fox News, those are come from a conservative bent fox right. news was the brainchild of you know of um uh, what's is my you guys name murdoch? huh murdoch no but no. roger ailes okay you know you know who's obviously a lifelong conservative conservative strategist and he came up with an alternate to all of the other news yeah which is literally all the other media ever everywhere is right. liberal state-run so- media like wgb or pbs is all liberal for some reason, which doesn't seem kosher to me. That's a different story. Yes, ideological diversity too. Absolutely. Yeah, where, Jake? Where is it? 
Because yeah. anybody who doesn't, who has a different ideology than you, you've deemed a liar. Have ideological diversity. A hundred percent. How do you do that given? I think it's very important because most of this country, uh, we need to reflect everybody in this country is so divided in so many different ways and we need to have people represent it. Now that, that does not include liars. I don't right. care about the, there's no there truth diversity. There's your out. People who are, tell the truth and people who lie. I mean, I'm not willing to do that, but no liars. Uh, yeah. Conservatives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Except not really. So that was Jake Tapper there uh let's see so there's a couple things we can get to alice although we are getting a bit thick here i know um so we can table a couple things till tomorrow uh i think we have to hit blues clues uh okay and uh, it's okay so the nyc schools i'll leave that for tomorrow to this is sunday for us you guys and so for you listening this is sunday night for us on the East Coast. And for you listening, you may be, it might be so Monday already, which is Memorial Day. Um, and so we'll, a couple of these things we'll put away till tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the Nicholas Kristoff, Bill Maher stuff we'll talk about tomorrow. Remind me, Alice, I'm going to write it down mm-hmm. myself. You know what? I'm going to learn to do this myself. Kristoff, Bill Maher. Kristoff, uh, Phil, Alice. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I think we should do Blue's Clues. I wouldn't mind doing the New York schools. Um, are we going to do any Kamala at the, I don't even know where she was. Well, that's the Naval Academy. Naval our friend, Academy. Uh, I don't want to trigger uh, a friend of ours named Greg, who uh, uh-huh. who may have had a son there at the event who probably is still recovering <laughs> well. from Kamala's, uh, whatever that was she did. Um, hold um, on one second. Let me just see. Okay, so that's so we're gonna move New York schools, and we're gonna move uh, Bill Maher till tomorrow. Okay. And the Ilhan Omar stuff is just—it's just her not being able to say the word filibuster. I want to talk to you all about the filibuster. Filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you about the filibuster. I want. Yes, I know that most of you were probably expecting incoming against the Jews in that particular <laughs> cut, but no, this it, this is in between anti-Semitic um, uh, bromides. Ilhan Omar does a little comedy apparently, and that was it. She can't say filibuster. Okay, let's see what else I get here. Tapper, 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 tapper. Yes, but okay, it is, you like want Tom to- was mentioning though, it is actually Memorial Day, which Whoa. neither Biden or. Uh, Harris could bring themselves to tweet about this weekend. <laughs> Here's a little Kamala Harris from the Naval Academy. You are electrical engineers who will soon help convert solar and wind energy into power, convert solar and wind energy into combat power. And just ask. Spaz electric. This is really uh, the 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 cadets are really enjoying this. Any marine today would she rather carry twenty pounds of battery? You get that, Alice? Would she rather get yep, it? I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batteries or a rolled up solar panel, and I am positive she will tell you a solar panel, and so would he. <laughs> Oh. oh, man. Oh. Oof. Yeah. 
the American- maybe uh, maybe the Naval Academy can get a do over for from a real person this uh, this year. Congratulations to those uh, uh, graduates, by the way. But uh, oh, sorry. you know what? Think of it with a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You know, the most vacuous vice Someday president we've we'll ever had. We'll look back on this and laugh. I exactly. You. So. Man, the roll of batteries joke. That one was just, uh, that is high comedy right there. All right, Alice, um, tell me about the Blue's Clues. Um, so this was a segment that ran on Blue's Clues, which uh, I believe used to be a children's show in which they would like look for missing office supplies using their mm-hmm. handy dandy notebook, but it's apparently taken a turn in the intervening years. I don't know. Hey, Blue, look at all these families. Hi, families. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one. Hurrah. So there's a, uh, a transvestite is that what they're called a drag queen a drag queen i'm sorry transvestite's Mm -hmm. out right and she has a microphone with the revolutionary black fist on it oh very nice very nice okay hurrah families marching one by one hurrah hurrah this family has two mommies they love each other so proudly and they all go marching in the big First of all, how is this okay to be appropriating the flowery uh, presentation, the delivery of this singer? I mean, are, are you allowed to lampoon? Uh, well, I assume they probably are. Are they allowed to? No, I assume they're that person, so they're not lampooning it, so they're just doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you did it, it would be lampooning it, but since they are that, it's not lampooning it. Are, are they that? Maybe, the singer. I don't know. Hurrah, hurrah, families marching two by two, hurrah. I hope so. <laughs> hurrah, this family has two daddies. They love each other so proudly, and they all go marching in the big parade come on friends this is probably a song probably a song that's fairly prominent on this particular weekend you of would the think year. it's yeah in huh. another context. some things can be appropriated and mm-hmm. that's fine yeah okay families marching three by three hurrah hurrah families marching three by three hurrah, hurrah. why is there a dolphin is that a thing? <laughs> all I don't the families even know. in the video, all the families are like different types of animals. There's Uh-oh. like a dolphin family and a Good. whatever some kind. I of don't thing. want to know if there's deeper meaning. These papas are non-binary. They love each other so proudly, and they all go marching in the big parade. Families marching four by four, hurrah, hurrah! Families marching four by four, hurrah! of this family all love each other so proudly and they all go marching in the big parade come join the fun that's uh, a kid's show right yeah i would say that's... it's geared at the like three to five oh good market. good because i yeah. wasn't i didn't want our two-year-old watching it quite yet <laughs> gonna wait another month or so okay and you'll be ready um uh, i'm not trying to be a horse's tail Alice. a lot of your very successful businessmen and women If you were at a fancy restaurant in Washington five, six years ago at an important business meeting, 
and a gay or a lesbian waiter came up or transgender spoke with a lisp or demonstrated Whoa. they were gay or lesbian or saying like that guy and someone at that luncheon table said made fun of that person no one would have said anything not a joke I want you to literally think about this today if that same thing happened the other four or five people at the table say you horse's tail get out of here that's right really that's right. So don't be a horse's tail. Make your kids watch uh, the blues, clues, clues so whatever. So, in fact, the um, the cartoon is uh, a rendering of Nina West, uh, who does the vocals, who's a fan favorite on RuPaul's Drag Race. So, in fact, it's not appropriation. Oh, thank Nina goodness. Nina West is a drag queen. Thank so, goodness. Uh, Nina West is allowed to sing in that type of... Uh, campy voice. Thank, good. thank goodness okay. RuPaul's pals can uh, raise our kids for us now. Um all right, so one a couple of programming notes before we go, Alice, and we're not going to end with uh, Derek Clegg today. This is Derek Clegg, you know this. We're not ending with that today, Alice. No, we're going to we're end not. with a little uh, little nod to the fallen uh, members of our armed forces who uh, provide us the freedom and liberty to do such important broadcasts like this one, among other things. Um, so, all right, so first things you should know, first thing you should know, is uh, thank you by the way for all the um the five star ratings if you mm-hmm. when you can and the the comments those are all helpful for some reason to the thing to the thing mm-hmm. to the thing so also we're doing more things right now uh coming down the line we've been working on it today we'll be on locals mm-hmm. and so uh, first of all let me start let me start somewhere else here okay, okay? i've already screwed this up to we are we 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 will never charge for this podcast. Uh, we're so thrilled that you guys are listening and watching that it's um, that it means a lot to us. Okay. Now that said, we do want to monetize the podcast, so mm-hmm. we'll be taking advertising on the Burn Barrel podcast starting in the next couple of weeks. Probably, probably yeah. in the next couple of weeks. We're not we're not going to load it up with big chunks of commercials and screw with you and. We're not going to trick you into thinking we're doing talking and suddenly be in the middle of a long live read about um, VPNs or, or things like that, unless they pay us enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so so, but we'll always do this. This will always be for free, mm-hmm. and it's always been a labor of love over anything else. And to have uh, the numbers grow as they have has been a blessing. And if we can. Uh, the the idea is to avoid me uh to to down the road possibly avoid Alice having to go to the warehouse mm-hmm. although she likes it there I do enjoy the warehouse yeah so actually. she may not ever stop and and I would like to be able to to devote myself 100% of the time to this but but the burn barrel doesn't pay uh at the moment um so if, if there are advertisers, we'll be taking some advertisers. And if you want to advertise, please let us know at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And the more, obviously, if I was doing the Burn Barrel Podcast for a living, it would be a dream come true for me. And uh, it would allow me to even spend more time doing mm-hmm. it. 
and and look at branching out in different ways. And so we've started to expand regardless. Here. I actually just want to By make way, enough money to have a house cleaner if we're going to oh, be yeah. doing spending right. as much time as we do on the podcast so that we don't get divorced over how messy our house is. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And that's if they don't take it away for us not paying for it, which we're going to be needing to do. So, so this podcast will always be free. That's what I want to say. Um, but we're going to be doing some extra stuff that does that is um, subscription based. So right. we are already doing the the, um, the Substack, and there are there are free Substack offerings there. That those are columns that I write, mm-hmm. and but some of them to get all of it, it's there's it. It's like five dollars. Yeah, it's five and or whatever. And I appreciate those of you who have subscribed for free, and certainly those of you who are paying. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um. So now we're going to start doing. We're going to be on locals. Right. And Locals is a fun sharing community. It's a little bit like YouTube and Facebook, I guess, where... And kind of like Twitter, but uh, it's... Yeah, okay. And kind of like Twitter. And that's going to be more uh, life, uh, just our, yeah. things about our so, life. Wait, can Let's we backtrack one second, yes. too? Because... Maybe we should start talking, okay. else. I am so, apparently Here's incapable. the thing about ads, is we recognize that ads are a good way to keep the show free, but... I also know there are people that just don't like ads, which is also valid and fair and good. So we talked about having like other avenues for you to be able to get the show that you enjoy having without having ads in it. So there are two different routes that we're taking to do this, and you can do either one of them or both of them or neither of them or whatever. One, like Tom was saying, is Locals, and Locals will have all of the podcasts that we do free of ads on there. Um, and that will be $5 a month or $50 a year. And then in addition to the free episodes of the podcast, the other thing that's on Locals is it is, like Tom was saying, a community. It's essentially like a Twitter feed where people can post videos and posts and talk about stuff. You guys tell us so many amazing things about your lives and share so much stuff, um, you know, through email and on Twitter and on Facebook that we can't get to all of it. But Locals provides a space where it's a members only community so other random people can't come in and comment and st- and be trolls or whatever where you know we can talk about the chickens or our kids and what our kids are doing at school and all these other things and you know have a community of people to talk about the show things that are happening in our lives in the world and and talk to each other and to you. So that's what you can find on Locals in addition to all the shows that we do once we start having ads ad free. That's one place. The other place where we're going to put the ad-free shows are on Patreon. So, and what Patreon offers is you can have an RSS feed like you do now of the show. So you can add it to your podcast player of the shows ad-free. Again, that will be the same price. It will be $5 a month to get the shows ad-free. But you can also, for an additional fee on Patreon, you'll have access to additional bonus shows after the ends of our shows on Sundays. We're going to do an additional extended edition where we'll talk more and have extra show for you on there as well as once a month doing live streams where we'll live stream Sunday's show so you'll get to hear it early you'll get to be a part of it listen to it live talk back to us in the comments section um, about stuff if we get something wrong which we do from time to time and all that stuff Um, so that will be available on Patreon and that will also start at five dollars a month. So both of those will be options to always get the show ad free. Again, you have to do neither of those. If you want to just keep listening to the show like normal, it will just have some ads. In so it. you were designing something today. Who's that for? So what I was designing will be um, that's for supporters over a certain level on the locals page. Oh, oh, on locals. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. But we could also have that be a, a level thing on Patreon. Yeah. And so, and, um, and it, it might, it so might we'll be something like as well that, that, they, that the top yeah. tier folks on, um, on Substack could get too. Yes, we could do So that. we'll figure it all out. None of this yeah. is done yet, but uh, I just want to let we're you know what we're trying to do. We're working out tiers and levels. Exactly. And, we're doing all that stuff. Merchandise and all the things. Right. But And the idea is to increase content and make content better. And there will always be, always be a free option. Right. We're always going to do five shows a week. Which is the one I listen to, as a matter of fact, <laughs> right now. Um, okay. So to tonight is Sunday night for us. For you, it may be. Is there anything else? Should we plug the normal stuff? Or is that enough? We get we, that's, um, we gave people a lot of stuff to think about there, Alice. Oh, I do have one point where um, a few people oh. emailed us to tell us that we're wrong about friends. Yes, can you go to her? Is it her or him? Her, the, the big one. We we got a lot yeah, of people. We got a long email about, friends. but we had several people reach out to us and tell us that we're wrong about friends. Um, well, in a few ways, uh, okay. there were quite a few commenters who told us that Friends is terrible and they never watched it. And it's useless, which, right. um, that's fair. We hear you. You're also valid and good, a good person. We see you. <laughs> we see you. Um, <laughs> I hope you feel heard. Um, and, but we did have a few people reach out to tell us that for one thing, tweens are into, uh, friends and it's like a nostalgia thing, like how there was seventies mm. nostalgia in the 90s that now there's like 90s nostalgia and yeah, but they're is a big part of that. You know what that would be more like from my age is probably watching Brady Bunch, which is like horrifically heartbreaking Your dog to think. Your trying to and that'll, Dave, beat it. Dave, come here. Come here. So, um, Dave. Go, Dave. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it, are we out? No, he okay. just moved my camera a bit, but that's okay. Um, so, but then we got one long email from Carrie. Um, who emailed us to tell us? Yes, the passion of the pro friends people. And by the way, I was a friends fan. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I watched friends at the time I too. I just dressed like Chandler. I got the vests and everything. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I tried. I have to. photos. I'll find some to put on our locals. Nice. Um. Okay. Uh. Okay. Tom and Alice, my husband and I both listen to your show, and uh, the four of us should be friends. It is insane how much we all agree. Literally, everybody else in the world is insane. Anyway, I have to call you out on your friends' knowledge, not just about the show itself, but about its following. Your assessment that no, no one. No, hold watches. on, Alice. No, do you see what happened there? Mm-hmm. Butters us up. Mm-hmm. Compliment, compliment, compliment. Exactly. Then come the mm-hmm. torpedoes. Mm-hmm. But about its following, your assessment that no one watches Friends anymore is not correct. Way off. It is still extremely popular to the tune of $425 million. That's how much Warner paid for its syndication rights in 2019. $425 million. Before that, Netflix had paid $100 wow. million for it in 2015, and it was their second most streamed show. Lots of eyeballs still watching. And actually, I happen to Does notice- a monkey get any of that, you think? I don't know. I happen to notice it was on Nick at Night the other day. Um <laughs> And I can admit that as a 47-ish something woman, I still watch it or I listen to it as I go to sleep. It's a palate cleanser after a day of hellish 2021-style news and raising little humans. It's a time capsule to a careless and carefree life before everything got real. Well, at least the first several seasons prior to 2001. It's nice not to think about the possibility of hyperinflation and paying $100,000 for one chicken or what a world without (laughs) cops looks like for a half an hour at a time. Does that make me a bad person? No, Carrie, it does not. Well he, said, Carrie. And there, that is a good point about it more in this, in this in time. I agree. It I agree sure right is. There. It sure is. I've seen a few articles critiquing that Friends is too white. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, That's my problem with it. I won't watch <laughs> anything that doesn't look like America. Um, I mean, are we supposed to believe that living in New York City, 
they didn't know more people of color. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't see them invited to the apartment. You know, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd made his way on there, no problem. Tom Selleck, you know, who was seventy-four at the time. No people of color. He was on Brad Pitt. Yep. <laughs> Anything that these guys have in common, Alice? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people that Jake Tapper won't have on a panel together. Correct. All right. So, are we good to go? We're good to go. Okay. Let's talk about honoring the troops. Okay. Well, first of all, we should just say. Um, that if you're listening to this uh, Monday, it is Memorial Day. Obviously, we know that you guys care. You're very patriotic. And we know that you care about um, the, about honoring our fallen military. And once again, it, it, there's nothing that I can say about it that isn't already so cliched. But mm-hmm. we we owe everything, everything, this bountiful existence to. In this this the bountiful existence has just walked in here. To the sacrifices of the men and women who have laid their lives down uh, in wartime to protect this nation, to preserve this nation, and to make sure that we have a fruitful nation that uh, that endeavors and strives to improve itself in the world again and again. And we love you, those of you who are currently serving, and we'll always honor those who... Um, who have um, who gave their lives for this country? This is Ronald Reagan, a Ronald Reagan uh, Memorial Day speech uh, a production here. I'll have a, uh, I will have a. Um, it's a short one. It's just like a minute or two. I will have a link to it in the show notes. Everybody, take it easy. If it is Monday for you all, uh, please make the most out of your day and try to squeeze as much joy out of it as you possibly can. And we will see you a little bit later. Sometime back, I received, in the name of our country, the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really, we can't be, because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. And so when a serviceman dies, It's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hole, and all we can do is remember. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.